Great. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, the other day, Noah filmed a, um, a uh, cover from Morgan Wallen's um, Sand in My Boots video or song. Um, awesome job done. Uh, hats off to him because he played the guitar well, and um, he made it sound awesome. So shout out to him. literally cannot hear you. Like you're still sketchy. Can you hear me? You're still sketchy. What yeah, now me? I can. Do what? You're. Oh my lord. Oh. You're fading in and out. I can only get pieces of you. Okay. Well, anyway, um, hold on. So it's not that bad. All right. Hold on. I can hear you. I can hear you. Something else, something I want to point out is really the only time it's bad is when it actually cuts off. Because you may not no, be able to hear me. Now I can't hear you. You may not be able to hear me, but they can. The uh, um, listeners can hear me a whole lot better than you can. Uh, okay. Anyway, so let me go. This is episode number um, seven of the podcast. And um, for all the YouTube listeners, if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, leave a like and a comment. And then also go check us out on um, uh, the other places. Any, well, I'll the back. There's the places most folks listen to their podcast. This podcast is not on, it's only on um, Spotify and uh, Pocket Cast because for some reason or another, I've not gotten anything saying that. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and those places have denied or um, not accepted my, the podcast. I don't know why. But anyway, this is episode number seven of the Hunting, Fishing, and Everything in Between podcast. Hope you all enjoy this episode because we are actually starting a new um, uh, series, I guess you would call it. Yeah, series, I guess. Um, it's in Revelation. Uh, so today we're actually going to be studying in Revelation one and two. I've done a lot of studying on this, um, preparing for this and getting out notes and whatnot. Um, something I want to make point out: uh, there's not any other place in the Bible mm. that uh, talks about what Revelation is. It, it, there are other places. Um, there's a lot of things in Revelation that are mentioned in other parts of the Bible, but like as far as um, the elders and the four bees, the capture of the beast, Satan bound for a thousand years, um, what heaven's like and whatnot, that's not really spoke about in many other places of the Bible. But but there is one place that's that has some different really has really weird looking um, beast. Uh, or creatures, and that's uh, let's see, where is that? That is in Ephesians. Um, I just kind of found this randomly reading through Ephesians. I'm sorry, not Ephesians, it's equal. Um, let me want that in my Bible. Uh, it's in Ezekiel one. Um, and all through chapter one, it it talks about the different. Uh, it talks about um this place, and it's called um. And it's called, uh, let's see, what is it called again? Um, I wrote down. Oh, the House of Israel is what it's called. Uh, I keep dropping that. Word. The House of Israel um, is, isn't is the best place. It's a, uh, um, 
it's we're all and here, here's a mom bullet point I had on it from what the Bible says. The house of Israel contained all creeping things and abominable beast and all the idols that people have ever worshipped. Um, so um, I guess you can consider it. It's not in hell because that's not where people go. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things in Ezekiel that um, are similar or there's a, Chapter one, I should say, there's not a lot. I hadn't read the entire chapter, but chapter one is a lot. It's very, very similar to Revelation. Um, so, uh, first off, let me tell you who Ezekiel is. Ezekiel is um, the, one of God's prophets. Uh, let me give you a little backstory about him. Um, Ezekiel 1 1 it says, Now it came to pass in the 13th year, the fourth month, and the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chebar, and the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. Now, many, many people, or I say many, many people, but a few people um, have seen visions of God, and those two people we're going to be talking about today are John and Ezekiel. Uh, John and Ezekiel aren't the only people that have seen visions of God. Luke has seen them, I believe, and other people have seen them. Um, and I'm pretty sure Matthew has as well, because he... Uh, um, I don't know. I don't remember who exactly wrote Matthew. I can't remember if there's a guy in the Bible actually named Matthew or not. If I'm wrong, I know I sound dumb for that, but um, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. But anyway, uh, what I'm getting at is um, Ezekiel, the two main people we're talking about that seen the visions of God is Ezekiel and John. Um, and it says uh, in 1-2, it says in the fifth day of the month, which was the 50th, fifth year of King Joe G. Hoyagen, these words are so weird in this book. Um, captivity, the word of the Lord came expressively unto Ezekiel, the priest. I'm sorry, he's not a priest. He's a, I'm sorry, he's not a prophet. He's a priest. The son of Buzi in the land of Chaldeans by the river of Tibar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Now, in the times that uh, Ezekiel saw um, visions of God, uh, um, the hand of the Lord was on him. Anytime, anytime that he talks about you, him seeing a the hand of the Lord, anytime that he talks about him seeing visions of God and seeing these creatures and seeing this wheel uh, that these creatures are spinning, uh, the hand of the Lord is upon him. Before it gets into any of it, it says, and the hand of the Lord was upon him on and on, on and on and on. Um, it says, uh, the whirlwind from the north, and I looked, behold, a whirlwind came from the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself and brightness was about it and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire now um amber is uh it's kind of a weird color um it's like gold fiery gold i guess you would assume i guess is what you would call it it's almost similar to the yellow on this white out um right here on the logo is what it's similar to uh, and there are four living creatures, it says five through ten, it says, and out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings, and their feet were straight feet, and their souls, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a cow's foot, and, the, and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. Burnished brass is like, you already know what the color of brass is, it's like a brown gold. Um, that's basically what burnished brass is. Uh, and it says, and they had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. They had 
their four faces and their wings. Their faces were joined one to another. They turned not when they want. They went every one straight forward. Likeness, the likeness of their faces and the likeness of their faces. They four had the face of a man and the face of a lion. All right, so they had four faces. One of them was the face of a man, one was the face of a lion, the face of an ox and an eagle. These are weird creatures, let me tell you. And my, my point is for Ezekiel is there's not many places that I found in the Bible that has weird creatures, such as Ezekiel chapter one and Revelation. You know, you get into Revelation, there's the entire once you get past chapter eight, the entire book is just all weird creatures. Um anyway, uh so yeah, um and they all they all did this weird stuff um in the in um the the all these creatures did this weird stuff. Uh, now I'm gonna read 15 through 18. I'm gonna get on to um Revelation. It says now as I beheld the living creature, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with four faces the appearance of the wheel, and their work was like unto the color of burl. So I'm thinking that means that the wheel was the color of burl, and they had four. Oh, I lost my place. And they four had one likeness in their appearance, and their work was it where a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Weird stuff. Um, when they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. And for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes round about the four. L think about that. L listen to this. Let me read this again. They had these rings, all right? Uh, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes, full of eyes, little tiny eyes, around about them four. Is that not weird? Four eyes. Like, what in the world? Um, yeah, that's weird. You can go read Ezekiel. Uh, I've been actually doing a study in Ezekiel. Um, Ezekiel does a lot of things. Um, I hadn't got all the way through. Uh, I'm only on chapter uh, eight. Um but Ezekiel does a lot of things. Ezekiel is given a lot of visions. Um, he goes to warn the righteous. He goes to warn the wicked. He struck them. Um, he talks about a rebe rebellious nation. And actually, Ezekiel is a really, really good um, uh, example to what's going on today and what needs to be happening. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I just thought I'd talk about that because there's not very many places in the Bible that are that um, – that are that related to Revelation, I guess, at least chapters. No, is there anything you want to add on Ezekiel? Noah? A couple. I've read a couple of chapters in there a little while ago, but um, no, nah, I think you covered a, covered a good bit of it. I really wish my pastor would do a, um, a study on like Revelation or something, and I think you will at some point. But we're going through the Beatitudes right now. Uh, Jace Robertson, and also, and also, um, just um, let me know when there's like ten minutes or something left, and I'll get everybody caught up on like the football news for the weekend and everything. Okay. Um, but uh, let's see. So, a couple of bullet points I have about Revelation. I have a lot of bullet points about Revelation. I have three papers full of bullet points. Um, now, this one right here is um, Revelation 1 and 2, which I will explain later. But first, I just want to 
there's lots of things that happen in Revelation. A lot of important things happen in Revelation. Um, and if you're studying this and writing along, writing down what I have written um, as notes, uh, here are the bullet points that I have written down. These are the key points to Revelation. The key thing that happened, like I said, a lot of, lot of things happen in Revelation. Um, a lot of weird things, a lot of things mm -hmm. you're studying. I mean, I'm just going to let y'all know there's a lot of stuff in Revelation. And this series right. is going to be quite a long series. And I know it's kind of weird just to do right out the gate of this podcast, just start and hop into Revelation. But number one, I've never, I've studied everything, like done a, a deep study is what I call a deep study, I guess, all the way from chapter eight um, forward. Um, and what's important to know, and there, and there's some things, some books of the Bible that you really don't have to read the entire chapter to understand what's going on. But, and I don't think it's like that in Revelation, but number one, I think we need to know who wrote it. And there's a lot of things, there's some things that you need to know, you need to understand what's going on before that happens, before it goes further, um, before you go further in the book. It's not like that in the entire book, but here's what is important. Uh, number one, who wrote Revelation? That was John. Um, now, in Revelation, uh, there's a lot of things, there's these things called the churches, um, the seven churches. Now, each one of those churches sinned, and each one of those churches um, had a way they came back from their sin, which will be so. So the so my question is, when it's talking about the seven churches, is it talking about the seven continents of the world? Um, I don't That's know. That's what I, I get from it. I was even though it thinking, said, say what? I was fixing to read the names of them. Um, or I think I have the names of them. Uh, okay, yeah. Here, I mean, I just thought that was. I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, you had seven, you have seven churches and then you have seven continents in the world. So I don't know um, what I will say. Uh, Philadelphia, I don't that Philadelphia wasn't founded. when This happened. This was way before this happened. Um, but mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of weird that Philadelphia is one of the churches, church names on here. But there were seven churches. Let me let me go ahead and read you. Break the, it. No. Uh, the churches what? are the what? What do you say? I can't hear you, but the people can. Okay. I said I can't. I couldn't hear. You. What were you saying after I said the seven churches? Okay. Um, I'm fixing to read the names of the churches. The seven of them. Uh, that their names are, Ephesus. I guess to say say that. Um, Simrina, Peramias, I guess. Uh, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia. And oh lord, these these names are crazy. Um, and Leo Dicea. I don't know, yo. I'm I know I butchered them words. Um, I really didn't take the time to figure out how to pronounce some words for this. I'm sorry about that. But um, yeah, that's the names of the churches. Uh, and then there was a book with seven that was sealed with seven seals, and that is actually that book. Um, is uh, let's see. That is got lots of different things um, in it, a lot of different things that are going to happen. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, there's the seven. There's the book. There's a book with the seven seals. That's important. And then there are seven trumpets. Now, something I want to uh, point out about this is everything that goes on in here that's numbered is seven. There's the seven trumpets. Uh, seven churches in Revelation, um, seven seals, uh, seven last plagues, and seven vials of God's wrath. But also, there's seven days of the week. 
and seven days of the week. Um, well, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about seven, which we'll, we'll find all that out as we further study in Revelation. Um, but in these bullet points that I'm fixing to read to you, we will learn more about them as we go in further. Uh, but anyway, there are seven trumpets. There um, is a war with the beast, dragon, and Satan, uh, which we will further we, we will further study on that. Um, there are seven last plagues, uh, not actual plagues, by the way. They're um, not sicknesses. Well, some of them have sicknesses in them, but they're like crop issues and that kind of stuff. Uh, there are seven vials of God wrath. Babylonian will fall. Um, Babylonian was a big city, and it'll fall in Revelation. Uh, and Satan is thrown into hell along with the beast, dragon, and the false prophet. Um, a new heaven and earth will be created. Jesus comes quick. Jesus comes back quickly. So yeah, that's that's the bullet points of this um, study that we'll be doing. It is first. basically it's basically gonna it's basically just gonna happen in a snap. He's gonna boom, come back. Those of us that are still alive will be raptured. Obviously, the ones that are already the ones that are already dead will already be in heaven. But those of us that are still alive will be raptured, and um, and then obviously. God knows what will happen to the other people who aren't believers. But we'll figure all that out as we go in. And and I won't I won't what so let me just say something. I feel like a lot of people are scared to read Revelation. And honestly, I can see why. Because dude, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in here. Revelation, not only is it a weird book, but it's a scary book, dude. I mean, I want to be straightforward with you. It's a pretty scary book. But but what I want to what I want to point out is is over the last few podcasts, we've talked about number one, keeping your faith in Christ, and number two, um, I want to give people something to look forward to. Because uh, right. I know reading Revelation, like, it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. Well, it gets worse. But believe me, the best is yet to come. Wait till we get to um, oh, no doubt. Uh, Revelation Wait till um, we, 20. What? I know. Well, I'm saying, wait till we get to heaven, guys. There's going to be like, there's going to be like no pain, no suffering, endless fishing, endless doing stuff you love, endless time with your loved ones, all that good stuff. And not only, not only is that the best yet to come, but once we get past what we're fixing to read all the way to chapter uh, 20, which we're not reading all that in this podcast, but chapter 20 talks about satan the one who causes all this issue him the devil or satan the devil same thing him uh the dragon and the um and the serpent or serpent not serpent because the devil and serpent the same thing but the false prophet will all be thrown into hell for a thousand years or they'll be they'll be put somewhere in the bottomless pit um uh, and they'll be bound for a thousand years, and then they'll go. Then they'll be thrown into the um, lake of fire and brimstone. Thank God, because we ain't got to deal with him no more. Let's let let me just be real with you. Satan is the most annoying thorn in your side you'll ever deal with. If mm -hmm. you're someone who has faith in Christ, w once before you put your faith and your trust in Christ, and you're running with the devil, there's no there's no issue. Believe me, he doesn't bother you at all. But once you get to a um. Once you become a Christian, it he's a thorn in your side. And the reason why I like to read Revelation is because it talks about what's going to happen to him. Not only does it talk about that, but it's going to talk about what's going to happen to us after all this is said and done. 
um, a new heaven and a new earth will be created. We will be on that new earth um, for those that have had faith in Christ. Uh, and um, it talks about what that place is going to look like. It talks about the pure river of life. It talks about the Lamb's Book of Life. It talks about Jesus coming quickly. It talks about the bright and morning star. It talks about all kinds of stuff um, that I hope is going to give hope you know whether you're in a bad spot right now or whether if satan is really aggravating you just know that once you have your faith and trust in christ the best is yet to come wherever mm -hmm. you are right now it's not that number one wherever you are and what's going on right now that's a piece of cake for what's going to happen whenever when all mm -hmm. this unfolds but number two if you have faith in Christ, there's nothing for you to worry about. And that's why, that's why, as far as my future goes, when I read this, I, that's not what I'm worried about. That's not what I'm scared about. When I read this, I'm scared about what's going to happen to people that don't, that aren't in the same place that I am, that don't have their faith in the same thing that I do. Because uh, it's not going to be good. Anyway, so let, let me let me get started on um, Revelation 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, first off, this is going to answer our question, who wrote Revelation, which was John, and why he wrote it. It says in Revelation 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to shew unto his servants, things which must shortly come to pass. First off, that answers your question. Is this stuff really going to happen? It says in verse chapter 1, verse 1, yes, this stuff is shortly going to come to pass. It's going to happen. And he sent and sick, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear the record of the word of God and his testimony of Jesus Christ and all the things that he saw. Now, this is why I like Revelation. This is another reason why I like to read it, because it's the only book of the Bible that um, blesses people for reading it. It says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is he that readeth and that keepeth. I'm sorry. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the word of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for this time is at hand. This is happening right now. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we actually read in Matthew 24, it talks about um, signs that point to the second coming of this, of, of God. And once it, and Matthew points to that. And once it happens, Revelation tells us what's going to happen afterwards. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, um, in chapter four, it says, John, to the seven churches which are um, in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and the seven spirits which are before his throne. And verse five, it says, and from Jesus Christ, who is faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of king and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins and his own blood. I like this right here. I'm going to read that again. Just, just listen. It says, chapter 1, verse 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is a, who is the faithful witness. I like that as well. And the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. Now, I really like this part right here. It says, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Let me tell you, that is the that is the that is your ticket out of this. Let me just you and uh, as we go into this, people are going to be at people might be sitting there. How do I get out of this? How do I escape this? There's one escape, 
and I'm, I'm fixing to name it to you. I'm fixing to give it to you. Number one, Jesus. That that that's the answer to the, the to this entire book is Jesus, um, and how to escape it. And you may be like, well, why is Jesus the answer to this? I'm fixing to answer that as well. He said, well, number one, he loved us first. Number two, he washed us from our sins of his own blood. Because, see, when we commit sins, we fall, we fall short of the glory of God every day. That's what is going to uh, put us in this situation. That's what's going to wind us up in the place that Satan, the dragon, and um, the false prophet will be in at the end of all this is hell. And I'm here to tell you that your one escape out of this is God and Jesus. That's 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 what's gonna it that's what's gonna take to get you out of this mess. Um and he says in six, and he and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every house I shall see him, and though they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Even so, amen. Now, I like this right here. This is what um, Jesus says in, in verse 8. It says, I am the Alpha and Omega, and the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. God is the uh, Alpha and um, Omega. He's the one who created everything that's going to happen here. But he, here's what's good about that. He is, which is... He's which he he's what he is right now, and he is and what he is right now is what's to come. God is going to continue to number one, um, God's faithful, God is love, and that's going to stay that way. He is what he is right now, and he he's going to be what he is right now as well. Um, and uh, he said in verse nine, John, who also I am your brother. And the companion and tribulation and the kingdom of the patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that called Patmos. I guess that's how you say that, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit of the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches. Um. Now, I just named you the seven churches. Uh, what? Because God is going to give him these visions. Now, here's something I want to make, make a point. First off, these are just John's visions. And I would like to say something. Uh, I'm, I don't remember if it says this in, in Revelation or not, but somewhere in the Bible it says a human mind cannot even begin to think about what's going to happen Number one, what's going to happen, and number two, what heaven and hell is going to be like. So, number one, I think that what John saw in hell is going to be a whole lot worse. And number two, I think what God, what John saw in heaven is going to be a whole lot better because, right. because God gives people visions of what is to come, but it's so big, it's so powerful, it's so bad, it's so good, the human mind cannot even begin to think that and i mentioned that in the last podcast um i don't think what i think is going on in revelation is 10 times worse and 10 times better than what's actually said 
I think God just gave John just a base model of what to write in Revelation. Um, uh, because he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. I don't think, like I said, I do not think what John here is writing is what it actually is because it is what it is. But I think it's, I think hell's going to be a whole lot worse than what is actually wrote about. Um, and because, and, and I think heaven's going to be a whole lot better. And actually, what's going to happen when, um, when the Antichrist is born, when uh, all that stuff happens here on Earth, I think it's going to be a whole lot worse than what's brought up. Um, it says in verse 12, the first and last, um, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girth about the paps with a golden griddle girdle i'm sorry and his head with seven hair and his head and his hairs were white like wool and his and white as snow and his eyes were a flame of fire um uh and this is what i believe what god the base model of god's image of what he looks like because in 17 it says fear not i am the first and the last uh in 15 it says and his feet like unto fine brass as if they were burned in a surf furnace and his voice sounded like many waters and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance i guess they say that word was the sun shineth in his strength and it says in 17 and when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, trying the first and the last. That's what God is. It says um, in uh, verse 8, it says, For I am the Alpha and the Omega, um, the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. So I think that's what God looks like. People, you know, they think, what, well, what does God look like? I believe that question was answered in um, uh, verse 12 through 17. I believe, at least. Um, no, what do you think? Do what? I can't hear you. I don't know. Not really. All right. What do you, What does it say now? Okay. Um. Can you, can you what? You're still. I can't hear you. I cannot hear you. Can you hear me now? Hallelujah. Hey. Barely. Yeah, what you, what'd you say? Okay. So did you well, hear what I said about 12? You. And right. did you hear me reading 12 and 17, 12 through 17? Yes. Okay. I heard that. Right. I just, what I didn't hear was when you were asking me a question. Yeah. That's right. what I didn't so hear. So I, I was saying that. Um, what? What I was saying was, is I believe that people people may ask, you know, what God looked like. I believe that John answered that question in twelve through seventeen. Um, what do you think? You're breaking in and out again. This is crazy. Okay, just answer the question. Oh, you're breaking in and out again. 
Say what? Can you hear me now? Barely. You're still breaking in and out. I don't know what's going on. Okay. So let me just uh, – I'm just going to move on. Anyway. All right, cool. Uh, um, how much time we got left? Uh, let's see. How much time we got left? Uh, we got 32 minutes left. Or, I'm sorry, we've been filming for 32 minutes. So we got just a little – we got a little while left. Um. Oh, probably about oh. 15, 15 minutes left or so. Yeah. Um, something I want to bring up uh, in Revelation 21. So I'm going to go ahead and give uh, the hope of heaven to these people, um, to somebody who may be listening to this podcast that is going through a tough time right now um, and that has their faith in God. Uh, what is heaven like? And, um, Revelation 21 through 22, John describes the vision of a wonderful city, the new Jerusalem. Um, Sometimes I want to make a point. Uh, no, why do you have a car in front of the camera? Whoa, you're lagging a lot. Mm. Anyway, um, I want to make a point. Uh, it says in Revelation so you. 21. I can't. I, I can't really. Oh, okay. Now I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I had to unmute myself. Uh, okay. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're muted. You're I'm muted. Not. Can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. Technical difficulty, guys. Can you hear me? Because I'm not muted. Yeah. You're still muted. No, I'm not. You're still muted. You are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. What says it? What is on my end? You're muted. What is on my end? You're muted. Um. All right, hold on. All right, hold on. All right. I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry about this. Uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna figure something out. Can you hear um, me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. We we're gonna have to I'm gonna figure something out later. But anyway, uh so um back to what I was saying before we had all that mess. Uh um the the huge and talks about in twenty one through twenty two, uh the the heavenly city measures analysis it measures at almost one thousand four hundred miles long on each side. That's a lot of miles. 1,400 miles on each side. Um, and it says it's made in, it's made of pure gold and decorated with precious jewels. Mm -hmm. Each of its 12 gates in a single pearl. The city needs no sun for the light, for light, because the city glows with the glory of God. Mm -hmm. um, what a magnificent city John saw in his vision. And, and like right. I said, I, I won't, to I keep every time I read Revelation, I think about that. The Bible, uh oh, I think God just gave John the base model of what needed to be wrote in Revelation. I don't think that obviously what he I can't said, you, but keep talking. Obviously, what he said is similar to what happened and what's going on in Revelation, but I don't think it's um, I don't even think it's 
physically possible or mentally possible for us to think about what it's actually like. Uh, um, so the best of all, the city will be the capital of whole new universe of God. In that city, there will be no more evil, no crime, no hatred, um, no cruelty. And as a result, there shall be no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain. Revelation 21.4. Uh, God's people live forever with the Lord in the wonderful heavenly city. And with the, um, he will prepare for them and for you and me. Um, and anybody watching this podcast that puts their faith in God. And look, I'm just going to be the one to tell you this. I don't mean to. What I'm trying to read and what I'm trying to get out of this is I'm using this as a hope and as a light at the end of the tunnel um, mm-hmm. to hopefully bring – I'm not using this as a scare tactic uh, because I think a lot of people that read Revelation and do a, a study on it, um, I think some people uh, think that they're using it as a scare tactic and to scaring people into to believing in Christ. <laughs> I don't, that's not what I'm using this for. I'm just here to tell you that mm-hmm. the, that, I mean, like I said, Christ is your choice, but I'm going to give you your fate right now. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen if you do not put your faith in Christ. I'm not forcing anybody to put their faith in Christ, but I'm going to give you the, the both fates, the good fate and the bad fate, your good future and a bad future. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be straightforward with you. If your faith isn't in Jesus, you're you are on the the losing side of this deal. You read through Revelation, it's it's bad, and then it gets good, right there at the end of the book. It, it, it's if your faith isn't in Jesus, you're on the losing side of this deal. And I'm here to invite you to put it in God, to put your faith. Don't don't put your faith in money, the presidents. The government, please, Lord, if if you ain't gonna put it in God, don't put it in the government, please. Um, but we're not gonna get into that. Uh, just don't. I'm just here giving you the two options. You got the winning side and you got the losing side. And thank God, me and Noah are on the winning side. And you're gone. And I hope that these people are on. And I hope that you take this and use it as a message to get on the winning side. Um, Noah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mm. Barely. Okay. Uh, we got about um, 20 minutes left. You can go ahead and give – you can talk about um, the football game for this weekend now. All right, cool. So it's like every weekend. Some of the highlights were um, this wasn't really a highlight, but Georgia crushed Vanderbilt um, 62 to nothing. Penn State beat Villanova. Um, I'm just covering kind of the big games. Notre Dame beat Wisconsin. Uh, so this was a big upset. Arkansas beat Texas A&M 20 to 10. That's insane. Okay. Arkansas has come out of nowhere this year. Like last year they were crap, but then all of a sudden they just like win four games and boom, they're in the top 10, which is crazy. Clemson lost to an unranked team. 
which was insane. They got beat by NC State. And um, so I went to the Auburn game. That was a horrible game. We should have lost that game um, because Auburn played like crap. And then um, tennis, Florida beat Tennessee. Uh, Alabama, obviously, won, beat Southern Miss. Um, Oklahoma beat West Virginia. Ohio State beat Akron. Oh, here's a here's a kicker. So Ohio State was supposed to play Army this week, but they didn't. They, they sold out Army for Akron. They gave Army $500,000 so they could play a different team that they knew they could beat. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Yeah. I was like, really? And then Oregon and then Oregon beat Arizona 41 and nine. So the ranks now are hold on, let me get the ranks. So you have the top the top five are Alabama in order. Actually, we're gonna do the top ten. So the top ten in order are Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State, Iowa, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Arkansas, Notre Dame, and Florida. Uh, Ohio State went to 11. Clemson went to number 25. This is going to be the first time in a long time that Clemson's not going to be ranked. Um, Auburn surprisingly got bumped up to Auburn surprisingly got bumped up to 22. So, and then I don't know how I don't even know Coastal Carolina got bumped up to one, but there's not much. Um, not much other than that. There was just a couple big games. All right, so I got a question. Um, Anyways, when when you uh yeah. get, I know you're in college right now. Um, and but when you get, when I guess when hunting season comes in Alabama, I know I know football season. Will, I know football will still be going on. Um, will you uh stop one weekend to, and go hunting, or will you go to a football game? Um, that will all depend on if it's a home game or not. If it's a home game, then I could turn in my ticket. Um, if it's a home game, I could turn in my, say what? I said, you could sell it to me. Well, no, it's a student ticket. So I'd have to turn it in and go back in the student pool and it would go to another student for a guest pass. But, um, makes sense. But then, um, but yes, so I don't even know our season, our bow season starts in October. It won't really be too bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll. I mean, I'll figure out if it comes to that. I mean, I go home on the West. So I'm going home this weekend because we're at LSU and we're not here. So, well, my sister will actually be back from um, college uh, Friday. So, um, actually, I got a lot to do this weekend. Uh, be, she's bringing two people. Do what? Do what? Anyway, um, my sister's coming back from college this weekend. What? You're breaking uh, up on Friday afternoon. She's bringing I can't of, hear you. She's bringing two of her roommates. Um, and uh, yeah, so 
this weekend. This weekend, I got a sign in my rifle. Um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh. Yep. Anyway, um, sorry, we keep having technical difficulties. We're, we're going yeah. to figure something better out. Trust me. Um, but this weekend, my sister's coming back. Uh, from college in north georgia uh she'll be back and um she's bringing two of her roommates with her so that'll be exciting we're actually cooking some fish having a fish fry i love have, having fish fries maybe because i'm a fisherman i don't know but i like fish i like to eat them fried um but i got a sight in my gun this weekend because rifle season starts october the 9th for here um and saturday will be exactly a week so um yeah we'll be We'll be focused on that this weekend. Um, but anyway, uh, Noah, you ready to wrap this up? I guess. I don't know. I can't hear you. Let me call him. Hey, uh, it's about time to wrap it up. I'm on the phone with Noah. Right. I'm on the phone with Noah right now. Um, okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Anyway, um, well, I guess we'll wrap this up. Sorry for these issues, guys. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out. But um, anyway, y'all. Um. Okay. Um, sorry for these issues, guys. We're we're gonna figure this out. But y'all have a great week, and um, we will. All right. We'll catch y'all later. I guess on the next episode. See y'all. Oh, let me, I gotta end the recording first. Oops.